Balotelli. Aguero! Lewandowski goes through it again! Oh, he just can't do it! You just cannot be that good! That is an amazing goal! I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? We're back with the 50 Plus One Football Podcast, your home for all things Premier League, Bundesliga, and hopefully still next season, Champions League. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I'm raging already. But with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Billy. Football. Bloody hell. Yeah, it pretty much sums up all the topics. How can so much go so wrong in, like, 72 hours? <laughs> I've actually never... In all the time I've watched football, seen so much go wrong in that short span of time. It's unfreaking believable. Like I was gobsmacked. I mean, topped off yesterday, but I I don't have a clue as to how so much went so wrong. So we're gonna talk the Super League in a sec, but there's been. Literally about 20, not even that, about 10 minutes before we hit record on this. Jose Mourinho has been sacked by Spurs. And also over the weekend, Hansi Flick went public with his desire to leave Bayern Munich. So we're going to talk those first before we get into the Super League. So we're not brushing that under the carpet by any means because we are both raging with it. But let's talk Hansi Flick. See, the thing is, I thought that my club, having abstained from the whole Super League debate, had avoided a great, you know, uh, how, how how else do you explain this? Absolutely just dragging through the mud of their own image. But, you know, no. Of course, Bayern had to figure out a way to drag the club's name through the mud in a different form. And that was to, and we, we've we've gone through this like literally the last four or five episodes, but it just kept getting worse. But they, to top it all off, they then released a statement saying that they didn't like the fact that Hansi Flick unilaterally communicated to the press that he wanted to leave. They, ah. There is no reason why you put out that press statement. It is literally Bayern just realizing now at this point, they've really, for lack of a better word, fucked up. It all started with getting an incompetent sporting director. And now that incompetent sporting director has literally chased away the one manager who could have had an ear like Sir Alex Ferguson. And yes, I'm going that far. Goodness gracious. I, okay, so the statement that Bayern put out, where they said, look, we've spoken with Hansi Flick, we know his feelings, but we've agreed to put it on the back burner until the end of the season. We want to focus on the season, get it done. Once they've played Mainz, we will have more discussions. So something must have happened. 
between those discussions and Saturday afternoon for him to go, nah, I'm just going to go public with this. I'm sorry, but in this day and age, are you really going to expect to keep news like that quiet for 10 days? Not a chance. This is very true. There's not a chance. And we've we've seen this in the past with contract negotiations and whatnot, that Bayern have some definite media leaks. Well, was it? They cannot keep it plugged. Was was it the Bayern side that leaked the Upper Meccano deal? I don't even know. But the thing, I'm talking more about the contract negotiations when Manuel Neuer was trying to get a contract extension, and then stuff kept leaking about how the fact how he wants apparently more money and how he wants a longevity or he wants longevity for his contract, and these are all things where he then goes in front of the press and says. I thought this was going to stay an internal thing and this wasn't going to get, go public. Same thing with the David Alaba negotiations as well. Yeah, but those ones and, have just, just been a, a mess from the get-go. Oh, David Alaba unbelievable. But, but Hansi Flick basically said, like, I've seen the way news travels in this, at this club and it's definitely not going to be airtight. So before the, before the team gets that news through the press or through someone else, I'm going to tell them personally, and then, because I know this info won't be kept quiet, I'm going to beat everyone to the punch and tell everyone, which I think, given the way he's been treated, fully understandable. Yeah, you can't argue with that. The way he, him and a lot of others at that club have been treated by a team like Bayern, who have always been this sort of like staple of, this is how you run a football club, is actually, yeah, it's quite... Not jarring, but it's quite reflective of how football is now. I mean, at this point, I'm saying that Bayern aren't doing much of a better job than, you know, Schalke or Hamburg at this point, because it's just a shit show from start to finish. How do you get a manager who just won you six titles in a row? I mean, that's worse than when... Ancelotti was given the boot after winning the league title or winning the Champions League at Real Madrid. This is a man who just won you six titles in a calendar year, and you're seriously going to give him the boot. Sorry, I am paying attention, but uh, we always love a bit of breaking news. Oh, great. What's, what's, what, can this, what can't this Monday bring? So UEFA have approved the suggested Champions League reform, which will come into place as of the 2024-25 season. So there's 36 teams instead of 32. Okay. New spots for elite clubs that failed to qualify. That is massive for the Super League. Elite clubs, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, if they don't get it, United. That's what they want. Okay. One league instead of groups the best eight reach the knockouts other teams qualify through a new round of playoffs and every club guaranteed at least 10 games which increases their revenue this is exactly what those 12 clubs and those money grabbing gremlins that run them wanted and they were on board as of last week it was a problem because this is also what Sky Sky reporter um, or Sky Germany reporter, at least Max Bielefeld, has said that, you know, the Juventus chairman or Juventus CEO was then all of a sudden unavailable 
on Saturday night when UEFA tried to get a hold of him. And that was where they started thinking, ooh, this couldn't be, this could not be going so well. And they UEFA and FIFA basically said, like, it's basically a knife to the back because all those clubs, those 12 clubs who who are now breaking away in the Super League, they were all on board with all these suggestions up until basically the start of last weekend or Friday night. And then they go and turn around and do this. And those reforms that you've just said or you've just announced and that UEFA have now put into play, that basically is all that they were asking for. And it's more of a, it's more of a tournament style thing comparable to what they have in the NBA, for instance, where they have an Eastern and a Western conference and a league style and the top eight go to the playoff rounds. That's kind of what they're suggesting right now, which I don't think isn't, is all that bad. I like the champions league format right now. I don't get why they're still screwing around with it, but that being said, I think this is a very good move indeed. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find out exactly what the new terms are. What the new terms are. They've not released any statements about it. But it was unanimously voted through. So everyone voted for it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but then again, I don't know who I don't know who, who was given a vote, if that makes any sense, because the teams obviously Juve, Liverpool. They've all left the ECA. Yeah, they've all left the European Club Association. But I don't know whether that discounts their vote for any UEFA project. To be honest with you, I don't either. But I think it's a, I think it's an absolute joke. I think um, well, we're getting away from from the managerial stuff, so we'll finish up with the managerial stuff right now. But uh, for Hansi Flick to do what he did. I think is very, very much understandable. And I think the ramifications of, you know, Bayern's actions not stepping in, not firing Zalihamidzic when they realize that he is going to drive a wedge between the club and Flick, they won't have felt them yet. Because who are you going to get right now? There's a rumor that Leipzig want 20 million for if, the, if Nagelsmann is supposed to go to Bayern this season. In my eyes, he's probably the only manager right now who could possibly have the caliber for for Bayern and they could maybe get this season because, you know, uh, Jurgen Klopp is not going to be available. And frankly, no manager who has the caliber for Bayern Munich is going to actually want to manage there so long as they have a sporting director like that who won't allow them full say in transfers. So in reality, the only way they're going to actually get a manager who won't be mediocre is if they get rid of the sporting director. And as long as they don't do that, they're only going to get mediocre managers and they're going to put that club in a downward spiral. So I don't think they've really fully felt the effects of what this is going to do. It's interesting. And buying an elite club and, should have, I say they should have an elite manager, but Hansi Flick wasn't an elite manager when he took over. Yet he did something ridiculous and almost unthinkable. I think the only other person to do that was, was it Pep Guardiola at Bayern in 2009 or 2010? Barcelona, you mean, but yeah. What did I say? Bayern. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. I mean, to be fair, Flick was an unknown quantity as well. But, 
you know, he, he is one of those one in a million things. Like, it's like, you know, the same thing with, you know, Leicester winning the Premier League. You're not going to have a Leicester winning the Premier League every season. You're not going to have a mediocre or unknown manager come in and win you six titles in one year. I mean, take a look at Niko Kovac. He, he probably had more, to, more going for him than Hansi Flick did ahead of his appointment to Bayern and arguably put it in the bin a lot more. Not arguably. He did put it in the bin a lot more. He only, I mean, he only won three titles. Yeah, just, just the three. Yeah, but but this is this is my point. You know, it is not going to happen all that often that you get a manager like Hansi Flick, and then who could who could, in all honesty, have have had an era at that club over many many years, maybe even decades, and then they, in the span of eighteen months, managed to manage to you know, for lack of a better word, just. Well, they don't boot him out, but they, they managed to drive such a wedge between him and the club that he wants to leave. I mean, he just literally said he wanted out of his contract, and that contract runs till 2023. That's saying something. It's, it's difficult because I find it so, so alien that a club the size of Bayern have got all these massive issues that you wouldn't expect them to have. Like, last season was such a a fairy tale, like a dreamland. Picturesque, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, is this not the season that you've got documentary filmmakers following the club? Uh, I don't I, I don't know, but if, if it is, it's going to make for some juicy documentary. I think it is because we were saying, why couldn't have they started last season? I think they started at the back end of last I season. Wanna say they, I want to say they started after the restart. That would so they do get all the titles. They get all the titles in, but then they're also that'll that'll be one hell of a documentary. You get all the titles, all six titles, but then also the whole rift between Flick and Zadi Hamacic. So Bayern are going to be without a manager. Jesus Christ! A manager that's just been sacked and that would be available for Bayern. No. <laughs> I, I, no. No. So t- please, please, God, no. <laughs> No, no. So amongst the the great shitstorm of the Super League, Tottenham decided it would be the perfect time to sack Jose Mourinho uh, six days before a cup final. I mean, you can't really say that we didn't see it coming. I mean, God, no, they're seventh in the league. They've been, I want to say this and I want to make my view of it clear this has nothing to do with the super league there's a couple things that have been on twitter like oh he had a falling out he had a row he refused to train the players because of the suit if anything that's a fly in the ointment he's been sat by tottenham because they are god awful I think I think the fact that they decided to do it six days before a League Cup final probably has something to do with the fact or might have something to do with the fact that he wouldn't have gone along with the European Super League, maybe. But either way, that was coming. And the fact that I just think the timing may have been influenced by him maybe clashing with Daniel Levy over the Super League. But other than that, you're completely right. That is not down to him walking away because he doesn't like the idea because Tottenham have been crap for most of this season. 
yeah, they've been they've been god awful, and it it leaves Ryan Mason and Chris Powell in charge of Tottenham for a Carabao Cup final against Man City on Sunday. I mean, even though City have crap form at the minute, they're going to kill Tottenham. I don't know what Daniel Levy is trying to gain from this. Money. What, from sacking Mourinho? Oh, wow. Because, you know... It's, it's like oh, it, it's so frustrating. I can't, I can't compose myself enough to come up with the words where I'm not just going to be berating him. And you know, no, I said it, no manager is going to touch that job. Ah, so same, same with that is literally like exactly like the Bayern job as well. No manager is going to touch those jobs with a 10-foot pole at this so, point because they both have management who are going to, f- like, screw with their transfers, screw with their with their team-building efforts. I think I could deal with the Bayern board. You sure about that? More than I could with Spurs because of the potential backlash from FIFA, UEFA, the FA, the Premier League, because of this. I'm... It's not a super league. Fuck me. Arsenal are 10th. Like, uh, so, so we're going over into the super league now. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say about Mourinho apart from it's been coming for ages. He's not special anymore. Yeah. He's not a Tottenham manager. He's just not a good fit for Tottenham. Nah, I agree. Can I just say something before we uh, discuss this further? Yes. So all bias is now gone out the non-bias is out the window. This is a fan. This is not unbiased podcast hosting brought to you by a professional of an industry. This is a fan bereft by what the gremlins at the top of his club are doing. Like I've seen United lose FA Cup finals. I've seen them lose two finals to Barcelona. And yeah, this is the the most this is the most sick this club has ever made me feel. This is yes. by far the worst I've ever felt with any news related to United in my lifetime. It's hard to argue, and I'm I'm going to make the make an amendment to your first statement. The the bias has gone out because it is now two fans on the airwaves who are going to be disgusted and berating clubs. Obviously, you have a bit more of a personal stake in it. I'll give you that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it, it really may, it really leaves you lost for words as a football fan because in that press statement they put out, they talk about having consulted with multiple football stakeholders well they obviously haven't because the biggest football stakeholders are the fans and the next biggest ones are the players and the coaches themselves and i can guarantee you that all players and all coaches would never have gone along with this none of them tony cool said on the 11th of november 2020 that players are puppets for uh uefa and fifa and, you know, things like the Nations League already should never have been a thing. This European Super League makes the Nations League look like a drop 
in the bucket. It is, it's not even close. Not even close. And Coles got ridiculed for that. Do you know what I think? This one of the ramifications of this is going to be that when players get told that they're if they if their clubs are part of this league, that they won't be able to play European, uh, the Euros or the World Cup, they will just leave, because they're going to see you know if I can't play for my country because of the, because of the stupid situation that the club has put me in, then I might as well just get out of that club because at the end of the day, what the hell is this all good for if I can only play at this club in one damn league? All the top players are going to go elsewhere. You're going to have a Burnley who might as well get a Mo Salah because he can't play for, for Egypt in the World Cup. Arguably, it's a good thing. You know, I, I don't want my, my club to do badly. I don't want them to suffer, but I want dock them points, find them massively, relegate them. I don't, I don't care sanction them so harshly that it affects them at the top because take just... away the title from take away the title from city right now everyone knows they're going to win it but take away the title dock them so many points that leicester are going to win the the premier league again that's exactly dock them enough points to keep them out of european competition for for next season because they, they can't do this Super League without the approval of the leagues. Okay. Either that, because they, they've they've already said, it's on their website, it's in the press release, it's in the statement. The press release, incidentally, went into so many people's junk email. It is incredible. <laughs> Speaks volumes about the state of it. But they've already said that they want to keep playing in their domestic leagues. This isn't a breakaway domestic. This isn't a new... This isn't replacing the domestic leagues. This is a replacement for the Champions League because the 12, the 12 clubs that have signed off on this already have basically they've they've grown tired with the, the stagnation of the of the revenue involved. That's why. That's that's the long and short of it. And on the flip side of that, it's also very naive to for anyone to think that UEFA, FIFA, the football associations of the countries, the leagues themselves have got any stake in this other than financial. They can put out statements and say it affects the integrity of the game. They couldn't give a shit because the Premier League owns their own media rights. Um, And if they haven't got the big six, the traditional big six, it doesn't become as watchable. It doesn't become as marketable. That's why they're kicking off. Yeah, that's what that's all. That's also what I was saying. Like I said to you this, yeah, I told you yesterday. This is a lose lose situation. The best scenario right now is that you know, said top six, for instance, get booted out of the Premier League, or said said top three Spanish teams are booted from La Liga. But if you boot them, then the marketability and the watchability of those leagues goes down massively because no one wants to watch a Premier League or barely anyone wants to watch a Premier League without those top six clubs because those are the most interesting clubs. The only way that doesn't become an issue anymore is if all the players, or if there's a mass exodus from those players of top players who then go to other clubs in the Premier League because they know 
that they won't be able to play international football if they stay part of these clubs. That's the only way this this even has a remotely good outcome because then, you know, the leagues like the Premier League, they become watchable again because, you know, you have your Mo Salas going to, to mid-table clubs. Yeah, but not I even mean, that. Yeah. I think I'd be more likely to watch someone like Dwight McNeil play for Burnley every week. Yeah, rather than some money-grabbing competition. Like, I I beg that, you know, even when fans are allowed back into the stadiums, they boycott any single, any and every single club who wants to be part of that Super League or already is part of that Super League. Well, that's the thing. There's talk of letting fans back in for the last couple games, at least one home game for each team. Just Boycott it. Boy, don't, don't go. go. I know it's difficult because you have people haven't been for ages and it's like you're just desperate to get back. But honestly, if you hit owners like Joel Glazer, like Stan Kroenke, like if you hit people like Florentino Perez, if you hit them in the in the purse, they'll take notice. People on Twitter going, Oh, Florentino Perez, you're destroying my my game. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. He clearly doesn't care. But if you hit him financially, they'll take notice. Yeah, I still think those new Champions League reforms could potentially put this on the back burner. I hope so, because they seem so serious with this whole thing. I mean, they already have, you know, press releases, websites. They've they've sorted the whole thing out. They want to fully move forward with this by August this year. That's That's in a little over three months which means they've already been cooking this up for a while. I think, yeah, this has been in, in the in the works for ages. It just makes me feel sick. I think Gary Neville said it the best. You know, it, for instance, obviously Neville is going to have a dig at Liverpool, but... I think any fan would have a dig at these clubs at this point. I mean, you said yourself you're already, you're fully going you're fully going off on one about your own club, and Gary Neville did it as well. He said he was disgusted with the way Manchester United was being part of this and being part of this, and and Rio Ferdinand said he was embarrassed to be associated with Manchester United and the brand. And um, I think Gary Neville said, you know, Liverpool, for instance, they're supposed to be the people's club. You know, you never walk alone. I'm sorry, but they're walking very, very far alone. They're walking a long way away from the fans who, you know, bring the atmosphere to that to Anfield. And you think you you remember when when Liverpool raised the minimum price of a season t- or of a single match ticket to what seventy seven pound, and then in the seventy seventh minute, half the stadium emptied. Think of what would happen if Liverpool fans are allowed back into the stadium and then they do some protest action against this. You'd have riots in front of the cop. So I'm really, I'm trying to find the words to use because I'm really angry about this. And like I said to you yesterday, yesterday I was sat there reading, I was sat there shaking with anger. And you talk about, like, you never walk alone. So Jerry Marsden, who wrote that, died, re- like, not recently, but, like, a year or so ago. It's an insult to that man's memory if Liverpool can now continue to play that song. 
Oh, 100%. That is not what that song was written for. You know, the, the, that song didn't say, you know, you never walk without money. That song was meant to show the unity between fans and the unity that that happens between people when people find a, a common passion. And this is by no means anywhere close to finding a common passion because 99% of fans will be against this. I've yet to find a single person in favor of it. And if I do, I shall tell them what I think of them. Yeah. You start losing all respect for anyone who thinks this is a good idea. I just, I'm annoyed. I'm angry, but at the same time, I'm not surprised that Joel Glazer is somehow ingrained in this. No. You know, that man's not been to a United game since uh, the 2011 Champions League final against Barcelona at Wembley. Uh, that's That's also one of the things, right? Most of these clubs have American owners. There's a reason why they're moving to these closed leagues and things like that. It's because that's the that's the way the the sporting competition works in in the U.S. And in all honesty, I think that the, the that a closed league system is, for lack of a better word, bullshit. It lets teams off the hook for having a bad season. You know, if your team's not doing so great, it's like it's you're just like, oh, well, you know, this season is not so great. But then, you know, next season we can just go for it again. No, if next if this season you're that bad, you should be shaking your boots thinking next season we might be going down to the second division. That is awful. Well, that, that's but the joy. Your, yeah, that's the joy of the Champions League, you know, because this year Leicester are going to get Champions League football barring some catastrophic collapse in the last like five matches. They, they're going to get it. You know, Wolfsburg. Frankfurt, for the first time in their club history. You know, they're going to get these competitions. And it's magic. You can't have... Look, the MLS is shit. Yeah. Because it's a closed league. Exactly. Doesn't work. I'm so frustrated. And... But the thing is, so <clears throat> a lot of those teams resigned from the ECA today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Ed Woodward stepped down from his role with UEFA, where he was on the board of the Professional Football Strategy Council. I don't know what's more comic, what's more comical. The fact that the teams have left or the fact that people like Ed Woodward were in a position like that within UEFA. It, it's hard to make that any funnier at that point. Because Ed Woodward, for lack of a better word, has not a freaking clue when it comes when it comes down to sporting competition. The guy is a money guy. That's the long and short of it. Yeah, he used to work for JP Morgan. He's a banker. He's not a football man. Oh, just to just to make this a little bit sweeter for you, guess which bank is bankrolling the European Super League? Would it be JP, JP Morgan? Fucking Morgan. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm also saying I'm not shocked because half the half the owners of these super clubs are affiliated with the U.S. in some way. Of course, it's going to be a U.S. investment bank. Of course, it's going to be a closed league system. And no, not a, I have yet to see a single pundit speak in favor of this. 
mean, Rio Ferdinand gave such an empowered, you know, appeal to any and every club part of this to not do it. It destroys grassroots football. There's no, they argue that the money is going to trickle down. How's the money going to trickle down if there's no promotion or there's no uh, relegation of these clubs? The money doesn't trickle down if there's a, if it's a closed league system. It's literally a case of the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Simple as. I, I don't know. I think I'm just done with football, to be honest. It's it really it's it's mind it's mind boggling how so much can go wrong in so little time. I don't. Well, there we go. We brought that full circle. We started with so much going so wrong in such little time, and we'll end with it. Yeah. I don't think there's there's much else we can say until more news becomes available. So keep an eye on all of our socials for updates of this. Shitstorm. Shitstorm. On that note, I'll ask you faithful listeners to obviously subscribe, like, share, comment on all of our social media channels for AT Sports. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also have a look at previous episodes of when football was still the game we loved and the sport we loved. And you can do that on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our RSS feed. But Thank you very much for listening, guys. Keep calm and love the beautiful game.